David Osikin is in the pocket is sponsored by the School of Rock Mainline and Kroger Percussion. I'd like to thank the School of Rock Mainline located at 511 Old Lancaster Road in Berwyn. You can visit their website at schoolofrock.com. As for Dave Marsh or Rick Allison, I'd like to thank Kroger Percussion at krogerpercussion.com at a backslash ITP and it'll bring you to a website. You'll get a 5% discount. Call Eric Metz at 215-669-8588. That's KrogerPercussion.com. And in the pocket podcast on this beautiful, a bit gloomy outside on this October 26th here coming from Philadelphia and uh, we got a great podcast for you today, uh, and uh, I'm happy to be here and uh, breathing and feeling good and very excited. Actually, this is probably the first podcast that I've done since we've done over a hundred of them that I was actually like nervous, you know. I, I really, I, I really, because I, our guest wrote a book that I truly, I devoured the book, and I kind of use it. It, it became like a textbook to me when I was reading it, going back and referencing certain things. And, you know, uh, the book I'm referring to is a book called It's About Time. Uh, it's a book on the legendary Jeff Beccaro. And our guest today is uh, the author of that book and a dear friend of Jeff's, the one and only Robin Flans. Okay, I put the first question. Yeah, so real quickly, I want to introduce you to my buddy Freddie B. Okay, Herman, he's up there, up in the corner, right there. Freddie, hi, Robin. Good, good morning. We, we and, and we both love Jeff. We learned to play through listening to Jeff, and we his philosophy, his way of doing things. We always tried to do what Jeff was doing, and uh, and and we adore the guy. Freddie and I both are the same age, so we came up. Listen, we're a week apart. Uh, we're both. Can I say, Fred? We're both sixty-six yes, years old. Yes, of course. Listening to those great records, probably inspired, probably around the same day, same time as on a lot of yeah. things. Listening to music. So when you wrote this book, Robin, it was like mind blowing to me. I was so excited that it was coming out, and I would talk to my drummer friends, the industry guys, and you know, John DeChristopher, and all these great drummers, who would talk about you know this book coming out on Jeff and. And you did such a marvelous job, and I know he was—he was like family to you, I, I, and 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 a dear friend. You knew his oh, father okay. and his family, so yeah. I, I know you said I got a question, and I, I, I cut you off, introduced you. Oh, I have to ask you. I have to ask you. Yeah. And I'm looking at your walls, and yeah. I'm seeing, you know, fame, and I know who you are. Oh, oh. So my question to you, and you. <laughs> doesn't have to be a big thing but yeah. i just am so curious and i've looked at your your podcast and oh. so <laughs> how do you do this you're you're a, you're in a in a famous band you you had you know big hits and yeah why, why do you do this i well because i'm really interested in other people <laughs> because because honestly it's like i found that um uh, I just, you know, a curiosity. Uh, I, I think I got very lucky meeting somebody like Jim Grosso and the guys at Wildfire Media. My old partner, Andy Weinberg, called me up one day and said, hey, Dave, what do you know about podcasts? I said, well, I like listening to them. And he said, how would you like to do one with me? And I said, sure, man, I'm I'm down for that. You know, he said, well, we're going to use your, your, your name. And, you know, I, I had this band called in the pocket that you know honors philly music anything to do with philly songs or philly artists or anything relevant to philadelphia so we just you know piggyback the name and the brand and uh i get to invite people that i'm really interested in and fortunately freddie was available to grab when andy started working and fred it was fred and i are brothers from another mother and we have breakfast together and we play together. We're, you know, we can play together and almost feel each other. Uh, so it's a beautiful thing. And he's, he's, a, he's still a mentor to me as a drummer. So it, we get to hang and then interview people like you. And, you know, and, and you mentioned the Hooters. I, I just, 
Matter of fact, when I leave Robin after this podcast, I'm running over the Elm Street Studios to uh, start setting up for rehearsals. We're playing two nights at the Keswick Theater uh, on the 4th and 5th, and we finished a tour of Europe. We did we did like 38 shows in Europe this summer. And sometime, and sometimes we hang out with your buddy Steve Lukather. We've we played shows with Steve, and and uh, I've 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 watched. I, I I Simon Phillips is a friend of mine, so uh, I I had a moment where I will, which you know about how Simon sometimes would turn to a drummer and go to hand him sticks and say, "You play Rosanna," and I'm like, he did that to me, and I I opted out because I was like. You could have given me a heads up because I'm not going to blow this song with Lukather standing in front of me, you know. But Steve, uh, Michael was alive then, and I had dinner with Michael mm -hmm. and Simon and Lukather that night. And I, I, I truly adore those guys. I mean, I, 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 one of the saddest things in my lifetime was that when I moved to, I lived in L.A. I lived in Southern California for 20 years, and but most of the time I was living down in San Diego. But when I initially moved, I moved to Woodland Hills. That's and uh, okay, yeah, and I I was invited by my friend Myron Grumbacher. Oh. He invited Myron invited me over to to, be, to come hang with the Woodland Hills Drum Club, right? And it was before Jeff passed away, and I was so he he passed away. I think that that year, and I one of the my main reasons <laughs> I don't tell people was I wanted to meet that guy. I wanted to meet him because he. Do you remember, do you remember, and Fred, also do you think about this? I was, I was, um, I, w I went to the movie theaters to see a movie called FM. Oh, I don't know if you remember oh, FM. Yeah. And, uh -huh. and Jeff played on this Steely Dan track. Of course. Uh, and, yeah. uh, oh my God, I remember coming through the speakers after the film and it was like, I got a, I, and at the time I knew who, like I knew I was a credit reader. I wouldn't read who that guy. And I knew Jeff played with Sonny and Cher and did all that stuff. But then he was like doing his cool stuff. But I think he was only like still like 18 or 17 years old doing his grooving yeah. beat and just killing it and just just doing it the way like somebody's done it for him. He's like was an old soul yeah. in his drumming. So, so beautiful space to like. He wouldn't put, he, he, you know, he, he, the, like fills, he would leave space like I've never heard before. I mean, the guy was just incredible. Yeah. You know, Fred, right? Wasn't he oh, just yeah. incredible? I say Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, I, I don't know if I, with me, I just did it because I love doing this and I, I don't do it as much as I'd like. But honest, Robin, the day I read this book, I was like, I got it. I think I reached out to you. I said, I'd love to get you on. You were like, you were all over the place with the book and I bet everybody wanted to talk to you. Uh, and I, I love the fact I'm going to get right to it. Like you're going to, you're working on a second book. Yes. And, and I think that's super exciting that you're doing this because well, I mean, there, know, there's a lot of material there. It happened David because, well, for a couple of reasons, because people came to me and said, if I had known that you were doing a book, I would have told you I had a story. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And I said, "Oh my God! Yeah. I wish I had known." Yeah, yeah, I would have mm -hmm. included it. Yeah, you yeah. Know, then I thought, "Well, gee." And plus, if if you if you want to know the truth, I, I wasn't ready to let go. Um, I mean, right. mm. it was like postpartum. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I had worked on that book for eight years. Wow. I said it it's it's so well done. I have to tell you, I I have I I only have right now have it on my Kindle, but on my hard copy, I was telling these guys, I said, two books I've I've wanted somebody to read. I had a Bonzo book that I got, and I had a book, this book, the, the your book on Jeff, I gave to somebody and I didn't write down who I gave it to. <laughs> so I gotta get the hard copy back because you know, uh, just the way you uh 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 you know, it was like a discography of his work and the way you talked about his work in the book was just magnificent. It's just so well done, the stories and, you know, the tracking and even some of the sessions, like I love the, um, you know, story you did on, um, oh God, Chucky's in Love, The um, I'm forgetting her name. 
Well, uh, Ricky Lee Jones. Ricky Lee Jones. Ricky Lee Jones. Uh, I, I, well, 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 well. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, Jeff worked with her, and the Jeff, great thing about that, David, is that it was in his words. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How lucky yeah. was I that? Yeah. yeah. You know, he gave me that gold. Wow. And you can so so you actually like I know. You know, his father, I was fortunate enough to meet his father oh. a few times at NAM, who was always such a genuinely sweet oh. man. He would he didn't know who I was. I would say I adored his son and I adored his work too, because I know about Joe's work. And um, so he was uh just like you know, he would stop and he would talk to me. And I was thought, what a really nice man. So I'm and again, I thought, God, what would Jeff was like? Because Jeff, Jeff just seemed like you know, I love how you talked about how he would dance. He was like a great dancer and he would dance at like when he'd hear music and, you know, his groove was so deep that he yes. would, he would have this, you know, thing about that. He would feel it in his soul. You know, I mean, the guy was extraordinary, you know, and came from an extraordinary family. Yes. Uh, 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 watching Michael uh, from afar and then close on stage. Uh, and, and Stephen and the, and 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 I guess I you know with Steve Lukather that was and David that they were all brothers you know and they played like they were family and it yeah. was part of a family and they were like an extended family yes. and it was like this thing that you get like that twins have when they sing but it was playing music like incredibly special yeah. incredibly special yeah. you know so, it's to be again wow. probably wow was, yeah. Really beautiful, really beautiful. So you, 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 so, uh, so you weren't ready to let go. So now this new book is basic. Is it? it it's about you know stories that people are telling well, about Jeff. Well, it's, like, it's, yeah. it's going. To, it's it's moments in time. That's yeah. the name of it. Um, wow. Jeff Picaro's good name. Great name. Jeff Picaro's stories. Nice. And and it's a. A series of, I mean, it's a lot of people coming forth from his younger years, which mm. is uh, interesting. People that I didn't know um, existed. Uh, right. And um, you mean before he moved? Like, he, like moving well, I remember like your book touches on how he moved from East Coast to the to the West Coast. Yeah. Oh, no, um, not not that young, but. But young sunny, sunny and sure days, those when he school and oh, wow. and middle school. Yeah. And mm. um and uh um the uh, marching band, yeah, uh, um, experiences with him and uh even a photo from marching band. Really? Right. Oh my god. Um, I uh, mean yeah. really great stuff. You know the be that some of the great stuff in that book were just early days of band practice. Yeah, his band practice. Yeah, and uh, I I love when he got the cymbal bag. Oh yeah, you know like stuff like that. I you know uh, sometimes I can't remember like the most obvious thing, but I remember things like that that happened. Getting a cymbal bag, getting a stick stick bag, losing a stick bag. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Oh, I still remember that, you know, so it's like symbols on the uh, freeway. Yeah. <laughs> story of uh, wow. Wow. Falling, wow. falling on the freeway and race chasing after them. Um, he did such amazing work, you know, I, 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 I only grabbed a couple examples of stuff that I truly love because recently I, I, I had to sub a gig and I had to play the Lido Shuffle, Lido. Right, oh. which is an absolute masterpiece of drumming, mm. and it's like, and people go, oh, you know, easy peasy. Nah, I mean, what he's doing with his foot and just the feel and what happened, and you know, there was it, it's just it's the shuffle from hell. That's what I call it. It's fucking <laughs> and, unfucking believable. Jeff thought he couldn't play a shuffle. Jeff <laughs> insisted that he couldn't play a shuffle. Well, he shuffled like no one else, man. And, you know? and there were times in the studio when he would get up and yeah. walk out and say, call Purdy. Uh, <laughs> I heard that. I heard that. My wow. old teacher. He wow. was just, you know. He, he, he was, was a humble guy. He was a funny guy. Yeah, and a funny guy that I heard. Yeah. And he was a, a bit of a prankster. 
I, I was I, I one of the one of the my drum gods that I I got to meet and uh, was uh, Jim Keltner, and mm-hmm. you know I, I had a great moment with Jim at Nam one day, and uh, and we talked about Jeff, and and he was just uh, you know it was like his little brother. Oh yeah, right? he called uh, him his little brother. Yeah, and. Uh, two very distinctly different styles. But I remember one day, mm-hmm. I remember uh, I was working at the place called the Music Grinder. I was doing this Alice Cooper record and with, with Baron and Burdell. And um, uh, there was a band called, a British band called Go West coming to work yeah. there. And uh, that was my moment where I thought I was going to meet Jeff because I think it was something where they called Jim Keltner and then Jim said, and, and these guys are such pros that they know what they're right for and what not they're, what they're not right for. So apparently the guy told me, Jim said, I'm not really right for this. Get Jim, get called Jeff. <laughs> yeah, you know? did that uh, all the time. And Jeff was always doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prepared. Yeah. Call, yeah. call Jim. Yeah. He's, but the funny thing is that Jeff would be in the studio and he would do that. And it wasn't like he was trying to get out of it. No. Stay for the session. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Watch the session go down. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, he was a a, a, a real musical genius. I, I, I always also, well, on that topic, I, I uh, uh, there's a, there's this chapter in the book where Steve Jordan was invited to his house uh, to record. Now, did you know, uh, and, and Jeff, was I guess it was a project that Jeff was working on, and he had Steve come in to play on. Yeah, it was. Oh God, now I'm was gonna... it was it something to do with Toto? Yes, it might have been. So... Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Because I want to get clear, and I have the book right here. Yeah. Well, so it's um, it was because sometimes it jumbles up in my mind, and I don't have it right on the tip of my tongue. That's okay. It's um, it was uh, let's see. The the and it's the only track that a drummer um, that another drummer besides uh, Jeff plays yeah, on yeah. photo. Yeah. So wow. Hey, and he was, and he called Steve in to play because he wanted to hear for, Steve play on it. It was for the track Leah. Wow. From Fahrenheit. Wow. Oh my gosh. In 1986. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What a record that is, too. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, that's the only track. Yeah. That will you up. will you hold that book up again for anyone that's just in case they're going to go get this book after to hear this? It's 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 an incredible book. It, yeah, it is like it it's a mind bl- mind blowing, blowingly great. You can get it uh, at Hudson, and if you want it autographed, you can go to my website. Robin's there you go. Drummerinterviews.com. So, well, you know what? I might be doing that now. That if I can't find my book, I'm going to get you to get me an autograph. Now, <laughs> did you know Shep? Now the guy that there was a guy named Shep was it Shep Lond? Uh, oh, there was a guy named Shep that worked for Jeff. Yeah, that. It, oh, wait a minute. Did I? He was. Him? Oh God. He was. He was. Listen. He was. A, he was a great. He, he, when I read the book, I was shocked because <laughs> Freddie, do you remember a band called? Do you remember Stockyard? Oh yeah. Well, well, they had a British drummer years ago that went on to become an engineer and he was always a you know a, a, could always play great drummer yeah, but he yeah. went on to become engineer he worked for jeff piccaro and yeah. i think oh, he was wow. the guy that, he ran jeff's studio i believe wow and when i read robin's book i was like i almost dropped I, my jaw dropped I he's, went, That's in, the book. he's yeah. in the book yes i interviewed nice. I, I just i had a brain melt for that's nah, okay yeah it's all right okay. it happens and, every day and he, he, um, yeah, he did. He ran the studio. He, um, he was there the day. Oh, and there's a funny, sto- there's a very funny story in the book about he, um, he, he did an all night session. And then the next morning, Miles Davis came in. Oh man. Wow. And, and Miles thought he looked like a bum. Jeff looked like a bum. Not Jeff. Shep. Oh, Shep. Oh, Shep. Oh, oh Shep. that's funny. That he needed to go home. <laughs> and get dressed. <laughs> he would, he oh, would my goodness. That's a great story. That's great. 
Miles was impeccable. Yeah, right. And he wanted his guys to look good and be on top yep. of it. And, wow. and yeah. so she had to go. That's great. <laughs> Take a shower, oh, shave, yeah. and come back. He only looked. Uh, wow. <laughs> Wow. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So he played with Steve Saltis years ago. I think he met him when he was in England. There's a friend of ours that we know that I is played a with the guy. keyboard player from yeah. that band. Yeah. Years yeah, ago. And, I, yeah. and I, I was, I played in that band for a little while. Oh, Maybe right. When I, when I was 18, I played in nice. that band. Nice. Yeah. Everybody's six degrees of one. It, it, yeah. Crazy. It's crazy. Totally. So, totally. Rob, Robin, I mean, Fred mentioned to me uh, before we started. He said uh, he mentioned your 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 you were actually the were you the, actually the editor at Modern Drummer Magazine for a while? Oh. Just doing you were doing a, a lot, but you did that's tons where of I know your tons know of your interviews name. there. Yeah, I was called a contributing editor. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Right. or contributing writer. I don't know. It was yeah. always um, I don't know even what that means, but. They joked that I was the West Coast um, office. Yeah. Okay. I there was a day that was the only magazine that was the only drum magazine yep. that I could find when I was, you know, before the internet. And, you know, yeah. we waited. It was a, a month. Was it a monthly or bi-month? How was, was that? Really? Well, it started as, a, as I think, once every four months. And then oh. it was every oh, other wow. month. And then it was every month. And yeah, that, that makes sense. And the publisher, Ron Spignardi, started it in his garage. Wow. And wow. he and he did something illegal, actually. And and can you share uh, that? Yeah, he did. He and he um, uh, collected um, money for subscriptions before the magazine was ever, you know. Oh, oh that. Oh, that was illegal uh, to do that back then. Sure. I mean, that's that's like uh, what do they call that when you fundraise on Kickstarter? Isn't it like Kickstarter? Yeah. <laughs> You're now, raising money before a project comes out. Days maybe. But, yeah, now, wow. now it's legal. <laughs> Taking money for a, pro yeah. a thing that didn't exist. Didn't exist. Yeah. But he used it to create the magazine. Wow. He mm. did a good. Oh, did a wonderful thing. I mean, yeah. Uh, that magazine was like, you know, I could, I wait for that. I would look in any like bookstores or, or wherever that, you know, it came out. It was always something that was okay. You read the latest and the greatest or information, but it was the only place at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, or if you went into a cool drum shop, maybe you could get some information, but that was the source. I don't know about Fred. Was oh, you yeah. too? That I was got him right behind me in the, the bookcase right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's you got it there, yeah. right? I got him. You know, he was a great guy, and yeah. and he really took that magazine to the top. And how? You know, how? I did, oh no, I didn't do that one. But yeah, uh, no, he he did. Um, he did a great job. Yeah. Uh, how he, long? So how, he had the, but he had the magazine for quite a long time, right? Was oh it? yeah, and then he passed away. Oh. Um. Yeah, I forget what year he died of cancer and oh, sorry. miss him terribly. Yeah, um, I bet. You know, and they they continued on for a long time. They only sold that uh, that magazine um, a few years ago. Yeah, and the new guy, unfortunately, I think is not doing such a great job. I mean, oh, thank you. You've you've done some uh, uh, like I remember. Well, Fred and I both have read your interviews. Incredible, you know. You've and you know. Every, there was another um, drum, uh, a photographer friend of mine. Her name was uh, Lisa Wales. Oh, Lisa. Lisa, right? Oh. And I, I knew her. She lived, I believe, in the Arizona area. Phoenix. And anytime we would play there, she would come and she would hang out. She was always just a, the nicest person. Lisa. And she knew everybody. <laughs> and she told me stories about everybody. I'm so what about so, so, what about this guy and that guy? Because I hear the record. That was such a kick. We would, um, we at Nam in Anaheim, we shared for many years. We would share a hotel room. Oh man! Um, <laughs> I was really a party pooper. I was All right. Like, you were? 
back to my room and go back to our room yeah. and and just you know soak my feet in the tub <laughs> and and you know lay down on the bed and the phone calls would start coming in for Lissa. Yeah. Hi, it's Tony Williams. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, wow, Tony Williams is on the phone. Oh I man. Take messages. I would just take, you know, nobody yeah. called me. They they didn't give a shit. But, <laughs> but, I don't know about that, but that's what you thought. But I, you know, I I you know it's amazing. And 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 just you know, take be her social secretary. It was really funny. But yeah, I yeah. I miss her. She again, you know, another died. one. Can't, I believe she passed cancer. away from cancer as well. It's like, you know, so many great people, you know, when I, when I think about, um, I remember I, you know, amazing disappointment and sadness when Jeff passed away, because I felt like through his music, I felt like I knew him. I felt like I knew him. So I just felt it was like, it was like sickness, you know, was, and I couldn't imagine what those guys felt. And to this day, um, like I, I, I still remember, and I got to tell this story because Fran Smith, I, I just did a record with this guy, Fran Smith, who plays bass with the Hooters. And uh, he kids me about this a lot because I, my son would watch the Starlix video all the time. Right. And he would, he was maybe two years old at best. And he would say, he was just starting to talk and he said, put on the Procaro, Procaro. He would call Jeff Procaro. He wouldn't say Porcaro, he'd say Procaro. <laughs> So I started calling him, he was my kid. So I started calling him Procaro. <laughs> and I'm in Europe. We're playing with Toto at some Midfins or something like that. And I'm telling Jeff, I'm telling Fran his story. And Steve is standing right there. And Steve looks at me, walks away and goes, It's Procaro. <laughs> Not Procaro. That's funny. Fred said, You what? And I would today, I had to go to him and say, Listen, I know what his name is. It was just I was like, Doing my kid, but you know, it was like his lullaby music. Listening to the Jeff play, uh, you know, Rosanna and those shuffles and those grooves that he did. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I asked Jim. I don't know if you have it, but I want to play a little bit of Lido, little shuffle, just to play it, just in case there's somebody young not hearing us. Check this out. <laughs> Lido miss. That day he left the shack But that was all he missed And he ain't coming back I mean, let it come to the show part. I mean, the guy. Yeah, and he, man. And he, and, he, and he thought he couldn't play a shuffle. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, oh my god! Oh my god! I mean, it's 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 it, it, he was just he was just brilliant. And and you know, it's funny. You know, and I always would like try to visualize, see, not you know, there wasn't a video, so I would think about what he looked like playing it. The way he sat in a kit, you know, now one thing that's great about YouTube, you can watch him cutting some sessions and the way he would just be grooving. Even after the song, if it's a fade out, he would still be playing and he, you would see the dance on the drums. It would be so fluid and he would be so beautiful and his feel and the way he hit a drum was like his DNA was just magnificent. I mean, the guy was just lights out. <laughs> and, and, you know, could you imagine the, what, 
like what he'd be playing like now. I I knew what you were gonna say. And I, you know, I, it struck me. It struck me when I was listening to that track. And every time it go, like I'm thinking, he he was wise enough to not even play a fill into the transition. Well, that's, you know, he just let the music speak, but he sounded so powerful. Oh. He always knew. He always knew what to play for the song. Didn't he? Always, always. So. You know, I unearthed a lot of music that I just, you know, I just didn't know that he did. Uh -huh. um, what what surprised you that he did? Was well, there something? I mean, not surprised me, but things that I just didn't. Oh, <laughs> I love that picture. I know. I oh, love it too. Jeffrey. Oh, I love it too. Oh, oh my god. Just, you know, things that I just didn't, I wasn't aware of that I, you know, wasn't on my listening list. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and it's our listening chase change over years and you look at records and you listen to, and you and go, just, oh my God, he's drumming on that. I, I just was right. looking at his discography and I went, ooh, I need to listen to that. Yeah. Yep. The Temptations. Oh my God. With Jeffrey. <laughs> And that voice, yeah, yeah, and him, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just even thinking about it gives you chills, you know. Oh, and could no. you imagine the conversation if Jeffrey had that? You know, one thing I do know—I never met him, but I know he had a low, low voice. Oh, yeah, deep, oh, deep voice, Jeff. Oh, you know, deep God. voice. I love listening to that PIT when he's at the institute and he's talking to the young drummers. Well, you know, you know? I have cassettes on my website of, oh. of him talking of wow. interview. I didn't I didn't know that. Where can kids so if people want to check that out, how do how do I'm people find it? I only think I have one up right now, but okay. I'm gonna get more up. Uh, when I had my previous website we had more up and then wow. I get some got misplaced and blah 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 blah. But yeah you can get I have the interviews and then I have the round table up there that um you know the oh, oh. studio round table oh okay oh so okay that you I'll can check that out them talking and laughing yeah. and yeah. the whole you know interaction yeah. it's pretty cool yeah. to hear that oh uh, nice. yeah yeah well, i mean there was just something they're you know uh, anyway it's up my website um yeah. robin flan's drummer interviews yeah. Nice. And they're, I mean, you know, it's mystical. Like, he, he's a I mean, mystical figure. They're four bucks and 95 cents. Uh, awesome. Uh, uh, an episode. Um, I think there's, uh, they're four, well worth it. Four episodes. Well, well worth it. You can hear Jeff. I mean, I always yes. said if, if I could put his, I think I said it in the book, in the yeah. preface, if I could, if I could bottle his laugh, <laughs> I would make a million dollars. Oh, my guy. All over. Yeah, that yeah. that episode because yeah. I mean his laugh is to me yeah. the most glorious glorious thing that, in the universe. And, and Robin, in the book, you 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 feel that, or you get that from the book. The connection you two had. Uh, there's some great photos of you guys together. Uh, you know, it just it's some it, that, that one down here, the one that was, if you go up where it says interviews and more, this photo, I, lo I love this photo right here on the far, if I'm facing the far right, uh, that photo, that it's, yeah, I, 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 that's, I love that. I mean, it, you, you, and you know, you both, you, you just, it just says so much, you know, it, it really does, you know. Uh, it's a great, I love this collage of photos because you got the great Steve Gadd there too, you know. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, did get, listen, so um, I know, you know, he, he knew, he, he knew Murata and, and knew all those guys. That's in the second book. I have Murata talking. So, I have a lot of different people that wasn't, that weren't in the first book. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, a, I, I, I'm a huge huge fan as is Fred of Jim Gordon's and mm -hmm. I know that I would hear Jeff would say like uh Jim just talk about Jim as being the man oh yeah you talk about Jim the, the you know you go back and you hear these recordings and the drumming and what he brought like I and I'm you've I'm sure you've heard this but there's this great thing floating on the internet of the 
of the of the drum track to Layla. Uh, uh, that is just uh, Gordon just slamming through this thing, and it's uh, it's isolated drums. And it, 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 have you heard it? No. I'm going to send it to you. It's oh. it, it's phenomenal. It's a little, you know, there's a lot of compression, a lot of stuff going on, but it, it's like, it's that thing that Gordon and Kel, uh, Keltner and Picaro, that fluid thing fills the transition. He's cutting a Jeez. track, a take that I think that's probably why Jeff admired Jim so oh. much. It's just like yeah. the way he played and he, 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 he enhanced the music. You know, Jim was another guy that played those songs as if they were the song meant everything. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, you know? he he was Hal Blaine's protege. Uh, yeah. Right. Absolutely. I yep. mean. Yeah. The best. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah. I, I, so, um, how did you, uh, how did you get like, you uh, like the drummer thing? So, what interesting? <laughs> so, so it, listen. I mean, I love that you do, and the way, you, but you get it more than more drummers get it. Like, like how how that happened? Well, why drummers? Um, yeah, why drummers? You know, David, I I really couldn't tell you except that I would go out to listen to music every night mm. um, in my yes, uh, I don't know, uh, late teens, early twenties, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I just you know just to you know little lounges yeah yeah and yeah. i would just find myself going like this yeah yeah, yeah. It was it. always drawn to the drummer yeah and invariably yeah. the yeah. drummer you know these were just lounge bands yeah right yeah. invariably but, the drummer would end up coming and sitting at my table yeah yeah it, it would always come they pick they, up on it yeah, yeah because they yeah. Would, it would be a connection yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just yeah the foundation of the music for me right right always just the the thing yeah yeah oh yeah. uh, you won't get an argument out of fred and i we, we're nope. down with that hey so the baked potato was that a place that you used to frequent no because that was the next level oh okay. I, wasn't, uh -huh. I wasn't paying oh okay okay right 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 i didn't yeah. drink per yeah. se but yeah. You know, I'd go in and get, order my Diet Coke. Yeah. And I'd listen to music. Nice. And, and there, there was so much live music, too, to go out and check out all the time. Restaurant lounges yeah. always yeah. had live right. music. Yeah. And yeah. that's what my friends and I would yeah. do, Yeah, you know, almost every night, even though I was working. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was getting up at 7 in the morning to go to work. Yeah. It was and, and great drummers really realize that they got to keep the wheels greased. You can't sit at home and like, maybe you had like, uh, you, you know, you, you have some success, you know, and then if you like, it's a curse, it's the kiss of death when you're like, you're not going out to play. Like that's when it, Freddie and I've always played. It's like, okay, some, if we're not working, you know, sometimes it gets me in trouble because I'm, I'll take a gig because I feel like I I need to play to keep the wheels to play. I saw great drummers. There were yeah. some great drummers that actually, you know, went on to do great. Yeah. One of the yeah. drummers that I saw in the lounges went went on to play with uh, Johnny Mathis. Oh, no way. Nice. Wow. Uh, wow. Coolidge. I mean, there were plenty of gr great drummers that yeah, I yeah. became friends yeah. with mm -hmm. in yeah, those yeah. lounges. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what happened was I was a theater arts major at UCLA. I decided oh. at some point that acting was too scary for me. Oh. And I switched to writing. And oh. um, I'm glad I, you, well, <laughs> you know, because you wrote this great book. I mean, the book is phenomenal. It's great work. And I and I decided that at some point Billboard might take me on as a concert reviewer. Okay. And, and amazingly enough, she did, oh. and she asked me to split reviews, yeah. and I reviewed these lounge bands because wow. I didn't oh, wow. real reviews. Wow. And wow. she met with me, and she said, "You know, these are pretty good." Okay. The first nice. she sent me out for Billboard magazine. She sent me out to review Chicago. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, 
And so what happened was I reviewed Chicago and then I called Modern Drummer. Yeah. And I said, I have a review in Billboard magazine. Would you like to do an interview with Danny Seraphine? Oh, man. Right. And Ron took a chance. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Wow. And Danny was my first. Wow. And he's a sweet guy, too. I've met met Danny. Friends. Yeah. What a great. These decades. Wow. Wow. Oh, my God. Well, that's it's terrific stuff. When when is the the next? So when do you see this next book? Next year. Okay. Hey, so I got to ask you, um, I, you know, there's so many, if anybody's watching this and they can, you can one, go get the book, go get the book. It's a great book. Robin wrote a, a, a masterpiece of a book on Jeff yeah, and another I'll one's coming up, but just check out Jeff's work. There's another track. Like, I, and I want to ask you this, because how did, cause it was near the end uh, of when, it, before he passed away, he did the Bruce Springsteen tracks. Yeah. How did how did he how did he like working with the boss? How did he because I, I heard that it was like a real like Bruce was like, wow, you know, this cat is killer. How, how what did he say well, to you about that? He you know what? It was the only time I think Jeff actually I think called me up to tell me he had done something. <laughs> uh, really? He liked he liked the boss, he, huh? He was excited. That's great. Oh That's great. Man. He Big, was, yeah. He Fifty-seven won. channels. Yeah, it was well, really he, right. Right. He that he album and Springsteen. Springsteen talked about Jeff like, whoa, the guy like you know came from a like you know and Bruce played with you know great musicians, great drummers, great. But no, like it was like wow, like all of a sudden the story behind getting Bruce to talk to me was you know his people automatically said no yeah mm. and and they're paid to say no mm-hmm. and right. I, and i said to them i know you're paid to say no good one but right. i'm still on that job <laughs> i believe that if you ask bruce yeah you go to him yeah on this one yeah he'll surprise you and tell you that he wants to do this wow Nice. They wow. listened to me. They actually they were, were open yeah. enough to go to him. Right on. And and I guess they were surprised. Yeah. They yeah. came back to me and said, okay, Bruce will talk to you yeah. backstage on his Broadway show. Wow. They did it there. Wow. You flew to New York and you did the interview there? Oh, we did it on the phone. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that was that was COVID was going on then, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, I, but he did. Yeah, I mean, wow. my favorite, my favorite track. Uh, I always go back to it because when he did uh, "Human Touch," uh, I hear it one way until I knew Jeff. Jeff was playing on it, and then I realized that he, the way he's what he's doing is the Jeff thing, kind of encompassing the whole kit, building a groove, and it's just incredible. I think I asked Jim, do you have human touch? Can you can you play that, Jimmy? Uh and then you and me, we were the pretenders. We let it all slip away. In the end, what you don't surrender. Well, the world just strips away. Girl, we
I mean, I mean, the, when he kicks in the drums there, yeah, you, think yeah. you think there's 10 drummers playing there. And that's all one groove that he's it's playing. Beautiful. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's beautiful. It's like it's everything. So, it's, it's, you know, Perfection. it's so obviously that Jeff is somebody who plays for the song and the artist. Yeah. That Amazing. is Springsteen. Yeah. It, yeah. It is, it is molded yeah. for Springsteen. Jeff wow. is not about Jeff. No. Right. He's about never. About yeah. that. Yeah. And yeah. it's pure and so authentic. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah, pure and authentic. They're, they're, that's that says it all. You know, I mean, no one and I don't know if we'll ever 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 get anybody. Sorry about that. We'll get I don't think we'll ever uh, have another. I mean, I, I mean, we, I, there's so many great drummers out there, but yeah. he, uh, yeah. he he did. So people bother me. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm getting phone calls. I'm getting, I'm getting phone calls. I'm trying to like end the uh, go away. Uh, um, <laughs> I mean, uh, to this day. Um, you know, I I listen to them and and I think about like, you know, what could have been and but the great legacy of music that he left us, and I'm so happy that you are extending that legacy by writing another book, uh, and and including these stories about him because it it, it is a, a real history lesson for musicians to understand the selflessness that this guy had in in what he did musically. For other artists, Seals and Crofts, uh, 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 you know, just, you know, I think about some of those songs that were just enhanced by his brilliance. There's you know? a playlist. There's, yeah. there are playlists on certain servers. I know. And I have one of his, I have a Purdy one, I have a Gadsden one, but <laughs> yeah. his is, it's all over the place from yeah. Donald Fagan to Janice Ian. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like all yeah. over the place. Yeah, it's remarkable that he could he that he could straddle that sure that thing. You know, I mean, the guy. Uh, I and I and I I'd love his, I I'd love his take. I'd love to ha you know. I wish I could talk to him about like you know what's happening. You know, the modern drummer drum scene to get his take on. I mean, because you know, but he was you know. And so encouraging of young cats. Uh, uh, I was fortunate to meet Kurt Vascara a few times, a great drummer who Jeff admired, who brought him in to do sessions. I love his playing as well. Uh, we both played with Greg Aragin, a great guitar player, played with Katie Lang. And mm. so he would turn me on to, to Kurt when I, when I was out there. And uh, you now Jeff would use him. And I always thought it was interesting that like Kurt said, well, why aren't you doing this, man? And he said, well, because I want to hear you play the right music, on. you know? Right I want to hear what you bring to it, you know? Yeah. I, I I love that he he painted with that kind of brush, you know? Yeah. It, 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 it was amazing, you know? So, 
Hey, I, Robin, uh, we're getting close to the end here, and I and I and there's so much that we didn't talk about. I know uh, you're so much fun, and I want to talk. I, I hope you would come back for the for the with the book. Oh, I'll, you I'll know, you any time. Oh, 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 well, we're we're happy to hear it. Listen, I I I'm I'm so happy that you wrote this book. I'm glad that you keep the legacy alive. Uh, I, uh, I have no choice. Well, I hope I hope to meet you in person someday. Oh, I hope. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, I hope so too. And uh, we're big fans of your work. We will promote the heck out of this book and the next book. Thanks. And uh, and uh, thank you for taking. I know it's early out there. People don't know you're in the West Coast. No, you, you got know up what? eight o'clock. Dogs get me up at five thirty. Okay. Oh boy. All right. All right. Well. Thank you for everything. And uh, I know oh. I didn't ask the questions, but I got we got going and it's just like oh, we're just talking. Just, hey, that's it was fun. It, it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you very much. Thank we're you. gonna yeah. Yeah, thank you again. Freddie, thank you, brother. My brother. I love you, bro. I love you too. Yes, and I'll give you a shout. What's nice that? To meet you. Yeah, great. And uh nice listen, I want to thank the guys. I want to thank uh, the school of rock mainline for supporting this. Uh, Kroger Percussion, thank you very much. Jim, our producer. Uh, Rich, thank you for joining us. I'll see you next week. We're going to do some changes here, but we're going to keep this rolling. And uh, till the next time on In the Pocket. See you guys. David Osikin is in the pocket is sponsored by the School of Rock Mainline and Kroger Percussion. I'd like to thank the School of Rock Mainline located at 511 Old Lancaster Road in Berwyn. You can visit their website at schoolofrock.com. As for Dave Marsh or Rick Allison, I'd like to thank Kroger Percussion at krogerpercussion.com at a backslash ITP and it'll bring you to a website. You'll get a 5% discount. Call Eric Metz at 215 669 8588. That's KrogerPercussion.com.